Hello and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we are from supergoodcamping.com. We're here because we're on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today we want to talk about uh, all things cooking while you're camping. So things that you might need to take in terms of gear for cooking, things, recipes, and um, food storage and safety while you're camping. So to begin with, um, we'll talk about camp stoves. All right, so... Lots of people, lots of people use uh, very small micro stoves, um, especially if you're backcountry camping. Uh, they can be a, a fuel canister type. Uh, some of them take propane. Some of them take isobutane. Some of them are twig stoves where you just feed uh, twigs in, and it it creates a, a very a very hot, tight uh, pattern of heat. Uh, you can do there's alcohol stoves where it's a it's a tank and you pressurize uh, pressurize it and it pumps it through a hose, but they're all basically doing the same thing. A small, light, portable produces a produces a fairly fairly small, uh, hot but very fairly small flame. Um, Concentrated heat in a smaller area. Yes, so you want it. You want to be. Uh, very uh, cognizant of the fact that you need to be moving things around all the time. If you're not, if you're not stirring it in the middle, uh, or you know, if, if you're cooking pork chops or something, uh, you've got to keep rotating them around that central because at one spot your centerpiece will get much hotter than the rest of your your pan or what, whatever you're cooking in. Campfire cooking is another. It's an easy one. That's a front country or back country. Fire up your campfire cook on it there <laughs> short, short and easy uh, I mean you can cook over your campfire using a, the grill that Ontario Parks has a grill over right top of they're, their... they're usually pretty pretty sooty and dirty and yeah, and gross. can be a bit bit nasty so so tinfoil is a good thing to, to bring with you when you do that uh, we also have just a uh, we uh, cheap went to the dollar store and bought a bought a cheap barbecue grill it's it's i'm sure it was like two bucks we throw it on top of the grill and so that we're cooking on our barbecue grill which we clean um if i had a hint to say you want to so in ontario parks although i've seen them in other places as well it's a a metal ring with a with a grill that that can flip up and be over top but it's at the back of the fire pit your fire needs to be at the back of the fire pit, not out in the front in the middle of the fire pit. Cooking cooking won't go as well for you if you put it out front. Um, you can use skewers. You can wrap stuff in foil and actually throw it right into the fire. Right. So you, your potato, like like you, for starters, you want to fire it up, not when, when you're ready to cook. You want to fire it up, you know, 15, 20 minutes ahead of time, half an hour, depending what you're intending to do. But potatoes, wrap them up in foil, throw them in the fire, man. Uh Oh, what else? Oh, we've done lobster tails in in foil. Throw them in the fire. I've Leave taken like fish fillets together with frozen vegetables. Easy. Throw it into the foil. Throw it in the fire. There you go. Uh, and you can take them. I mean, you can take heavy duty cookware with you, like a Dutch oven or a cast iron skillet, if you want. But that's that's a lot to lug. Yeah, you can put. Uh, I've seen people hang a pot, like like a, do a do a tripod over top with a dangly bit of business, bit of chain or whatnot, uh, and and then dangle their pot from that um i've also seen yeah dutch ovens you get the people plunk them right into the coals bob's your uncle that's uh i personally haven't done that but it, we have one that we could probably hmm. 
I'll think about that for next year. <laughs> and then the only other real, you can combine things too, uh, uh, depending on, you know, how protected, like if it's the Ontario Parks ring, uh, not so easy to do, depending on how big it is, you may have to, but we, we've got a reflector oven, a kid products reflector oven. And we've made, oh, what did we do? We did a roast. We did a beef roast. Uh, we've made pizza. We almost made cinnamon buns. You know, so you can do things combined with your campfire. And then and then, and then, then we sort of, if you want to step up your game and not use not use that, you can do, we, we have a portable barbecue that we take with us. We have Coleman stove. So it's got a, a grill and a... Like a burner. A, burn, a burner. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Uh, we also have just a, a burner itself that, that screws on top of a, a propane, uh, you know, one of those one pounder propane tanks. Um, I often use that to, to make coffee while I'm doing bacon or sausages or, you know, and whatever uh, on the uh, on the Coleman stove itself. But I, I will absolutely say barbecue is, is a nice thing to, to have. It's you get all kinds of surface area. It's all controlled heat. It's less guessing game. But at the same time, I think ribs on the that get done on the campfire taste better. Just just saying. <laughs> Psychologically, they taste better, and maybe physically too. Maybe, maybe. Uh, recipes. There's, there's lots of things that you can cook, and you can make it super simple. Um, just do hot dogs over the fire and warm the buns up. Um, that's easy. Kids love it. Um, hamburgers, same. Uh, or you Shish go, kebabs are easy to do. Yeah, too. One, our kids loved that too. Just putting them on the skewer and. Cooking, you can cook them over the fire. You can cook them on the barbecue, whatever. Take, uh, take, take uh, uh, oven mitts with you though, because those skewers get hot. Just saying. Uh, and and then um, kids, of course, love with the marshmallows on the skewers over the fire. Um, so we'll make s'mores, which is like for people that are not familiar with s'mores: graham cracker, piece of chocolate bar. Uh, toast your marshmallow, stick it on top, and stick the top graham cracker on top, and pull that. Use that to pull your marshmallow off the skewer and then eat the whole messy thing. And if you're not familiar with s'mores, you need to get out more. <laughs> you need to get out s'more. S'more. <laughs> Put away cooking gear, right? So you need... You don't need... You don't need lots of things. You can do w- between tinfoil and that uh, um, barbecue grill thing from the dollar store. You can you can cook a lot of things with just a pair of tongs uh, to, to, you know, to flip them and, and whatnot. But it... it, it it's tough to do scrambled eggs on soup, any of that. Soup doesn't work well on that soup, either. Yeah, it's, oh, I just put the fire out and we don't have any lunch. Um, so yeah, you, you know, you can take you can take stuff out of your out of your kitchen, pots, pans, whatever. Stuff that won't melt. Knives, cutting boards, um, things that you would typically use at home. Oven mitts. Yeah. Yeah, just think of your, your kitchen, but, but pare it down. You really don't want to drag all that crap. If you can avoid it, uh, we have we have a, a me- what's called a mess kit uh, for our, which we use both front country and back country camping. Uh, it's two sizes of pots. It's a fry pan. It's got plates, cups, uh, bowls, lids for the pots. Yeah, lids for everything. It's got a washing bag that holds it all together. You know, it's it's nice. It's compact. We don't have to think about. Oh, do we have all the? No, we have all the things. So, 
I will say that they're not cheap, but I, well worth the money, I think. I, I also didn't buy it, so. <laughs> and then food storage and safety. So uh, if it depends, again, front country versus back country. Front country, it'll be likely a cooler with some ice or ice packs, trying to keep your food cold. And depending on your cooler, some of them are last like a day or two. Others will last, what are, ours is like three to five days or something. I think ours like is a five-day the maximum or whatever it is the extreme that's it now however if you have kids they'll be opening and closing the cooler and that's going to make your food go bad quicker so you yeah. make sure that make sure that a that they close the lid properly because sometimes that happens that somebody doesn't push it all the way down uh, or uh, they're just opening and closing it so often that it's letting a lot of cold out so uh, just a little little tips and tricks uh, we often take two coolers one is for all our food type things and one is for like drinks or you know the the wieners for roasting or whatever so that the kids are going into the that one and that one we can get a you know an, an additional bag of ice at some point as opposed to you know have all our food be thawing out in three days it's no fun that way uh, and we also I also pack backwards so that the last day's food is on the bottom coldest and usually frozen. I freeze as much of that as I can get away with because um, it, it sort of acts as ice packs and then we use we use lots of ice packs. Yeah, so gradually, like if it goes in there, froze gradually over the course of the week, it's things are thawing out. So that by the time we get to the bottom and we're ready to use that food, it's thawed and, and ideally hasn't gone bad. And then also you have to be careful with the food storage to make sure that you're not leaving stuff that's an animal attractant in your campsite. So we'll just, at the end of the night, the cool goes back locked into the trunk of the car usually. Yeah, we like bears not in our campsite. Um, we don't like raccoons and they're always in our campsite. So <laughs> just saying. Uh, and then you know, backcountry is a different story in terms of food storage, but a lot of that's dehydrated food, so... Still, still has to be stored so that you're not attracting yeah, animals. It's still an attractant. So we 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 you typically put it in a food barrel and then there's so many there is there is a debate raging, which has been for years, on whether to hang your food, whether to use an ursac, which is a specific type of uh, uh, bag that apparently they can't get into and you strap it to a tree. Uh, what's the other one? Bear vault, which I think is like a, this sort of jar that again they they can't smell it they can't get into so i don't know we, thomas and i have have hung ours for, forever uh and we, we we had raccoons that f- figured out how to do the, the high wire uh and and shimmy down the and and get at it just like oh, oh you little turds i, I hate raccoons man uh but yeah it, that's it it's store it so that you know they they can't smell it they can't get at it they being animals yeah clean up after yourself when you make your make your meals make sure that you uh you wash everything again backcountry it's we hang our our mess kit with our food barrel because i don't care how well you wash it it's still going to smell like you're something you ate or something you cooked or or what have you so you know, we're very careful with that. Should we happen to catch a fish, we don't clean it on our site. We go somewhere else, clean it, and dispose of the uh, remains. And then, then we cook it on our site. So, uh, you know, the same thing applies to your picnic table at, at a friend country or, or wherever you are. 
Now, if you're in an RV, different deal. You're inside, and in theory, it's it is contained. It's all it's you know it's out of sight, out of mind for the animals. And so, any other kind of cooking safety tips apply. So, make sure that your food is thoroughly cooked, and that you're not going to be eating food that raw that shouldn't be cooked, eaten raw. Uh, and make sure that you're not putting raw chicken on the same cutting board as you're going to cut up your salad on. Yeah, and and I guess I suppose we should note that cooking times vary. It, it, I, I've cooked over an open fire a bazillion times. No two times were the same. For the same pork chop or steak or or kebabs or whatever. It's how much wood is on there, what's the wind blowing like, so how much is it funneling oxygen into it, blah, blah, blah. What kind of wood is it? Is it dry wood? (laughs) Is it Ontario Parks wood? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, I think that pretty much covers it. All right. That's it for us for today. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate our audience. Please do, if you do appreciate us, we would love to hear about it. So you you can rate us on Apple or on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. And also reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's hi at supergoodcamping.com. And we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.